Good morning. What keeps the courts running, the cops driving, the parks open, the libraries open, the buildings inspected, fights fires, builds roads, and costs more than $3 billion a year? The Loudoun County government. For Wednesday, March 20th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Loudoun County Commuter Services has ways to keep your wheels turning and keep you cheerful. There are commuter buses from park and ride lots to destinations in Arlington, the Pentagon, Crystal City, and Washington, D.C., or a Metro Connection bus can drop you off at Wheelie Reston East Metro Rail Station to hop on the Silver Line. Or local buses can get you from Leesburg to Ashburn and Sterling, from Sterling to Reston, or just around the town of Leesburg for only a dollar. To learn more about these or find a carpool or van pool, visit loudoun.gov commute or call 703 771 5665. Let's go. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by Loudoun County Transit. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Loudoun County supervisors have finished work on the county's fiscal year 2020 budget, marshalling more than $3 billion. The county government is adding more than 175 full-time equivalent positions this year. Sometimes two part-time positions can have to a full-time position, so on and so forth. And it's the second year of a planned three-year project to catch staffing levels and pay up to the rest of the region and to Loudoun's own growth. In all, the county will channel about $25 million to that project this year. The budget is buoyed in large part by the data center market, which continues to grow ridiculously fast here. This year, it topped more than $200 million in taxes on computer equipment for the county. So while at one point county supervisors were warned this would be the toughest budget year yet, in fact, they breezed through what Vice Chairman Ralph Bona called by far the easiest of his eight years on the board. On top of that, while at first county officials warned of as much as a $28 million gap between the school board's funding request and what the county had told the school board they would have available for them. For the first time in recent memory, the school system's budget requests fit within the county's fiscal guidance and was approved in full with relatively little debate. The county will send $76.3 million more than last year to the schools for a total of $873.7 million in local tax funding in the school system's $1.28 billion annual operating budget. The school board still may have to make some cuts in its budget after allocations of state funding came in $2 million lower than expected. But who cares? Let's talk about tax bills. Loudoners will see a four-cent real estate tax cut this year to a cents per $100 of assessed real estate value. But not every household will feel that cut, and in fact, many will still see a higher tax bill. That $1.4.5 is the equalized rate at which the average real estate tax bill stays level despite changing property values. County budget staff members put the average tax for a homeowner in Loudoun at $5,100. But that is an average across all properties. Commissioner of the Revenue Robert S. Wirtz Jr. has done a breakdown of property values by local election district, and it shows that while some areas have relatively flat property values and may actually see a cut, others have seen property values skyrocket. Across the county, the value of existing properties went up 3.4%. Uh, an aside, that percentage number does not include the new real estate value that comes from new homes that were built or new construction. In the Ashburn and Broad Run districts, which house Data Center Alley, values went up by more than 4%. The small eastern district of Sterling saw the highest growth in residential property values at 5.5%. And Wurtz's assessment also found values in the town of Hillsborough went up more than 11%. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story.
In other news, speaking of Commissioner of the Revenue Bob Wirtz, he has compiled his annual list of the biggest real estate taxpayers in Loudoun. Wirtz's list contains only properties that are assessed by his office. In other words, not properties owned by public utilities, which are assessed by the State Corporation Commission or Dulles International Airport, which does not pay local real estate taxes. And this year, for the first time since 2015, the biggest property taxpayer in Loudoun is not the owner of the Dulles Greenway. They have been passed by data center property owner and digital realty subsidiary, Digital Loudoun 3 LLC. Before 2015, before the Greenway became the biggest real estate taxpayer, the biggest property taxpayers in Loudoun were the Dulles Town Center Mall and the Verizon Campus, now known as Quantum Park, formerly the home of MCI WorldCom. Those properties remain some of the biggest and most valuable plots of land in the county, but have fallen behind other major landholders in value. Indeed, this is the first year that a data center owner has been the biggest property owner in Loudoun uh, by value, and this year data centers dominate the top 10 list. Digital Loudoun 3 LLC, the biggest real estate taxpayer in Loudoun, has property valued at almost $440 million. Five of the other top 10 are data center owners. The others are at number two, Toll Road Investors Partnership 2 LP, the, which is the Dulles Greenway. At number five, Leesburg Corner Premium Outlets. At number six, the owners of the Ashby Ponds Retirement Community. At number eight, the owners of Quantum Park. And at number nine, the Dulles Town Center Mall. State police are looking for information in an investigation of an apparent homicide in Clark County Sunday morning that killed a man from Bluemont. According to state police, at about 11.15 a.m. on Sunday, Jeffrey B. Evans, 72 years old, of Bluemont, was parked in a gravel lot off Castleman Road in Clark County. He was there to meet someone about a possible business transaction. Witnesses reported seeing a white male standing outside Evans' gray Ford pickup truck while it was parked in the gravel lot. Within a matter of minutes, Evans had been shot but was able to drive away and make it to Route 7. The pickup then crossed over Route 7 and crashed straight into an embankment at approximately 11.24 a.m. Other witnesses have reported seeing a white male run across Route 7 and up to the pickup before it crashed. Evans died at the scene. His remains were transported to the office of the medical examiner in Manassas for examination and autopsy. He was the owner of Lena Autobody. Anyone with information about the suspect or who may have seen another vehicle in the gravel parking lot or on Route 7 near the pickup truck is urged to contact the Virginia State Police by calling 540-829-7400 or by emailing questions at vsp.virginia.gov. On the topic of police, three people are behind bars after an apparent attempted robbery ended in gunfire Saturday morning in Leesburg. According to the Leesburg Police Department, the trio attempted to rob the victim on the 500 block of Fort Evans Road. As the victim was fleeing the area, one of the suspects allegedly fired a weapon, striking the victim's vehicle. No one was injured during the incident. The suspects were charged with conspiracy to commit robbery, attempted robbery, and in one case, use of a firearm in the commission of a felony, and shooting into an occupied vehicle. They're being held without bond at the Loudoun County Adult Detention Center. And if you're thinking of painting a mural in Middleburg, pack up your brushes and try somewhere else. Last week, the town council voted unanimously to prohibit murals in the town's historic district, which stretches west from North Pinckney Street to Reed Street and encompasses land about 650 feet north and south of Washington Street. According to the language the town council added to the town zoning ordinance, murals have not historically been a part of the district, and the regulations aim to preserve the historical, architectural, cultural, and archaeological heritage of the town. Former town councilwoman Bundles Murdoch was the only resident to address the council on the subject. She urged council members to approve the restrictive language. 
Town planner Will Moore said this comes after several people and organizations asked the town for permission to paint murals. The owners of Crim de la Crim, a home decor shop on Washington Street, approached the town last summer about painting a mural on their blank wall facing South Liberty Street. The town's staff didn't really have any guidance for them to fall back on because there hadn't been anything in the town's zoning ordinance. The town's historic uh, district review committee spent months discussing the issue and decided murals aren't appropriate for downtown. Still, there are other places in town where murals might still be possible. Moore said one good canvas might be a 12-foot-tall, privately-owned concrete retaining wall outside the historic district along Washington Street, just east of the Middleburg Volunteer Fire Department. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, tonight is karaoke night at McDowell Brew Kitchen. It's from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. and happy hour lasts until 9 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, find some place that will let you paint a mural of the Morning Minute logo to tell your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.